0: back to the In Radio Podcast. Bit of a different setup this week. Darren Millard is away on assignment, so you got to listen to more of me, which is, that's a little tough. You get enough of me on a regular basis, but I'm leading the show here from Kelowna, where I've lingered for a couple of extra days after the net 360 camp. Back in the In home offices, David Hutchison is with me in Nanaimo. A uh, little cooler temperatures down there in Nanaimo compared to up here in uh, Kelowna, where it's been crispy in the, well, our American friends probably won't understand this, but High 30s, nearing 40s, a <laughs> little, little tough and out on the golf course. Tough life for me out on the golf course there, Hutch, in this heat.
1: It's, everybody feels bad for you, <laughs> Woody. It's really terrible that you got to have your like sixth or seventh round in a row here. Yeah, point. I'm definitely taking advantage uh, of the
0: beautiful golf courses up here in Okanagan. Got some buddies that came in for the weekend uh, after we wrapped up a fantastic week up in Kelowna with the Net360 camp. Uh, that's where we get our feature guest this week, James Reimer of the San Jose Sharks. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the rumors that now surround James Reimer uh, with some of the news that broke while we were at the Net360 camp. We've got James Reimer uh, on the podcast as our featured guest today, along with Brandy Osborne. Uh, Brandy Osborne, uh, a multidimensional therapist, started at the Net360 camp, uh, doing a lot of massage therapy, has since expanded... I'm going to leave it to her to explain it, but she's expanded into a lot of different what we call the elemental athlete uh, or what she calls the elemental athlete is the program she's running. And man, it really seemed to resonate, not just with a lot of the junior kids that were up there this week, had a handful of junior, both shooter uh, and goalies, but also with the pros uh, that have been working with her for years. So really excited to share some of that with you folks today, as well as obviously the interview with James. Um, But there's some really unique stuff there, some breathing exercises, some takeaways. Uh, In addition to explaining her whole program, she really left us with some great takeaways, things you can do to sort of calm yourself in the moment. They're almost like it's breathing stuff, but it's almost like mental skills as well. Um, Getting ready for games, just tons of stuff there. Uh, We talked, I remember a few few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago with Kimberly Newell, and she introduced us to the idea of a sensory warm-up, the idea of sort of waking up your senses uh, with different activities in terms of like massaging your scalp and touching different specific portions of your face and tapping and breathing. And that may all sound a little bit out there for us old goats, uh, but it works. And the athletes were really responsive to it. And so Brandy's going to walk you through how to do that in this episode of the Ingo Radio podcast.
1: I think it's great that you put this show together, Woody, because it really emphasizes what Net360 is all about, what Alpha Hockey is all about. It's more than just a camp where a bunch of pros come together and do some training as they're getting ready to head off to their, uh, their home cities for, for the NHL season. Uh, It's, it's about the, the whole athlete. It's, it's, that's what 360 is all about, right? They're looking at all angles, how you can become a better goaltender in some cases, shooters. There's a there's obviously some some great shooters up there as well, but but focused on the goaltender. And so Brandy's just a fantastic example of of the add-ons to the camp that that make it so much more than it is. It includes uh treatments that you would only get at the NHL level. It includes, <coughs> excuse me, it includes uh, you know, everything from the moment you arrive at the rink until the moment that you leave that you can do to make you a better goaltender. And the takeaways that uh, that all the athletes are left with for the season are fantastic, and you know, in the case of Brandy, um, I, I think it's awesome. It it en- enables the kids to have uh, better preparation as they head onto the ice, but also she's given um, some some keys that they can work on in some of those difficult moments in games, just to sort of recenter yourself and be ready to go. So everybody's going to enjoy this interview, and I know they're going to enjoy sitting down with Rhymes. What a privilege to be able to be on the ice with him and just see the character. Because he's uh, obviously a fun guy, but also, as we've told many people over the last little while, uh, one of the finest people in the game as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, and uh, so obviously still this camp, maybe not quite as many NHL goalies as we're used to. COVID still having an effect, mostly because of sort of the lingering effects on air travel. Some of the some of the guys like Connor Hellebach getting to Kelowna is not easy getting there and potentially not having your luggage when that includes your skates and your gear is a risk that some guys just weren't w- quite ready to take yet. So
1: hopefully next summer, but James Reimer, Clay Stevenson, sorry, Hutch, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say we were at the Calgary Flames development camp two or three weeks ago. And one of their prospects was doing dry land all week because his gear was stuck in the Amsterdam airport. So like, it's a reality. Uh, quick tip, if you're heading out with your hockey gear, you're about to cross the border, you're about to make a long flight anywhere, throw one of those Apple AirTags in so you know where it's going to be. Because we've seen some cases where people are led into the huge storage area in an airport. Pick out your stuff if you can find it. Might want to track your gear, folks. Yeah, and so I was just going through
0: some of the names that were still with us that there this week. I'm probably going to forget them because, you know, my brain's sort of fried from the sun in the Gulf. Um, but, you know, we talked about uh, James Reimer, obviously the feature guest. Martin Jones was up there with us. Clay Stevenson. Zane McIntyre um coaches and there's where a little bit of the news. We we had a couple pieces of news break while we were up at Net 360 and interestingly enough they affected the people at Net 360. Uh the first one, let's go with Thomas Spear announced as the San Jose Sharks' goalie mm-hmm. coach got to spend the week with him. Uh nice to see that San Jose announced it just in time for us to release the interview of James Reimer talking about working with his new goalie coach Oops. this week. <laughs> uh, a piece of news that we'd actually been privy to for Geez, I want to say it's been almost three weeks. We're kind of hoping they would finally announce it. They did uh, a good addition for the San Jose Sharks, a guy that InGoal Premium members will know very well through some of the teaching tips, the old panda that we had on the website for InGoal Premium subscribers, um, the dead angle technique that he came up with uh, with Jordan Sigalette, with Dustin Wolf in his role with the Stockton Heat. He'll now be coaching the goalies with the San Jose Sharks in the National Hockey League. Jenny Nabokov, don't worry, still involved, which is great because the NHL is better with Nabby in it. Uh, he's going to move into a bit of a director role with Thomas sliding into the NHL duties. And what a privilege. Two guys, uh, I mean, I enjoy all the coaches up there, but two guys that were there for the first time this week Richard Bachman who works with the Minnesota Wild in a development role. Obviously, they're getting a chance to work with Zane McIntyre and Thomas Spear getting to work with James Reimer. It was a real treat. And there'll be videos. We have videos and mic'd up, and we'll have drills for you at Ingoal Mag. And a great chance here to plug premium, Hutch. Like, if you remember, the content's been a little dry this week because we've been going like 12 hours a day up here. Um but the, that faucet, that spout is about to open because we were shooting three hours of video with NHL and AHL goalies and coaches all week and we can't wait to start breaking it down and bringing these tips to you.
1: Yeah, so many nuggets of, of teaching tips in all of them and, and the two young coaches that you mentioned were absolutely outstanding. Um, I don't know about you, but I find it really exciting coming home, being able to dig into all this video, Woody, because we're standing sort of blue line away from a lot of what's going on for much of it and not really sure we know there's a great little teaching nugget happening can't wait to get home and listen to the audio because we've got these guys mic'd up and find out exactly what was going on and you can find out along with us if you're an in goal premium member because we will be publishing all these uh, drills all the skates that we have where we've got some great stuff that uh, you can learn from right along uh, with us right along with the pro goaltenders um, from each of the drills that they were working through at net 360 obviously we're not publishing the entire camp but a whole pile of those drills will will yield some great teaching tips for everybody and ingo premium members will be able to access them over the coming weeks and months uh, over at IngolMag.com. and guys it's 50 bucks for an entire year that 50 bucks gives you access to over 600 articles we've already published and then another year's worth of content if you're looking for a Another tool to put in your goaltending bag, in-goal premiums got to be a go-to thing for you. Look, it's, it's less than the cost of sharpening your skates each week. It's, it's, to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, come join us. We'd love to have you come and, and learn right along with us as you listen to these pro goaltenders and pro coaches and all the other great stuff that uh, gets put together. I know Woody sat down with James Reimer for more pro reads and those pro reads where you get to listen to NHL goaltenders break down their saves something that started when woody realized that if you hop on twitter you hop on the internet there's all these guys out there that love to criticize oh you should he should have done this this is the mistake we turn it around and we let the pros tell you what they did right what what, why they did what they did so you can learn right along from them and really is there anything better than sitting down with an nhl goaltender to learn from them and i think one of the only places you can do that is it Ingoalmag.com. So come join us, folks. Yeah, premium subscriptions is a must
0: have for young goaltenders. goalie co- I mean, there's a reason we have over 200 professional goalie coaches from all over the world, right up to the National Hockey League, that subscribe to Ingoal Premium because they learn from it. You can too. Pro Reads is a great way to do it. And interestingly enough, sometimes, including one of the Pro Reads, we sat down and did the video breakdown session with James Reimer, and one of them was him saying, hey, like, I made a mistake here. And it kind of actually reminds me of the Pro Reads we have up this week with Ryan Miller. Like, hey, I made a mistake in my read. Now, here's the here's how I basically not so much recover from it, but here's sort of it's almost like risk management. Like, okay, I'm in trouble here. How can I sort of mitigate the risk I've exposed myself because sometimes hey, it's not a game of perfect. So, once you've maybe made a misread in your pro read, how do you recover and give yourself the best chance possible, put yourself in the in the best situation? to get out of that mistake and so quite often we have goalies sort of admit hey like yeah I missed this one or I thought he was doing this and hell tip your hat he made a good play but here's how I recovered here's how I ended up making the save regardless here's a way to sort of manage this situation the next time you find yourself in it
1: one of the sessions I was watching this week Woody that uh, you were over on the other sheet and not able to see it Uh, goaltender made a little mistake it was a technical error and uh, foot slipped out on the post a little bit as he tried to make a push there were probably about four different things he did after that before the puck finally goes in the net. Coach grabs him and said, okay, so you made a mistake there, but you know where it all began, right? And go back three steps and you can see how that error fed in mentally, really, as much as anything into the goal that ultimately happened. So really interesting to hear you talk about these situations where guys make a mistake, but then they have a way to overcome that mistake, a way to compensate. And uh, it's a, both a technical thing and a, and a mental thing and, and a great skill for young goaltenders to learn how to compensate when a mistake happens and, and leave it behind. We often talk about that next shot mentality. I think within an, an individual play, it's almost that next move mentality as well, because you got to leave things behind and, and move on and deal with the next situation that's unpredictable. Well, in our we, game.
0: we talked about James Reimer discussing some of those elements in pro reads that will be up uh, in the coming months at as we, as we dig into those and dig into that video. I think James talks about that in the feature interview this week, about how in moments where it, things get a little desperate around you, you do have to sort of open the car doors, as I think the phrase he uses. And sometimes you got to go goalie in 911. But if you can do it without abandoning first the foundation of movement, understand that the move that's going to get you into a space is still your best chance to you know sort of go into that mode a little later. The longer you can sort of hold on to that foundation and recognize that Like you said, because if you start panicking on the second move, then the third and the fourth, you're you're. just just gets worse and worse. So if you can go back to that foundation and stick with it as long as you can. So a really interesting discussion with James Reimer on just how much his game has evolved over the past couple of years since we last talked to him. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first, we got to go to our friends at the hockey shop. We saw a lot of gear this week. That's the one cool part of this camp. You're in the room. You're talking to guys. James Reimer trying out toe hooks on his new Bauer mock pads. Something else he's going to discuss in this interview, that decision. He's going back and forth. Does he stick with his old set setup in terms of, you know, sort of a, a bit of a mixture of new and old with strapping uh, and some of, you know, the, the older Supreme model uh, boot and boot flex, or is he going straight over to mock? He's still in that process, but we saw a lot of guys sort of trying new things, and we saw a lot of, as much as this gear segment with Cam, we're going to look at the true TF7 second price point skate. I, I, I don't want to ignore the fact that we saw a lot more Bauer connect, especially on the young guys. Three of the four guys at the camp, uh, including Mason Bow Pitt, who just got back from the World Junior Camp with Canada, who just got drafted into the National Hockey League, wearing the new Bauer Connect. Uh, we will have our full review up hopefully this week. We've been digging away at it. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's one of those ones where we rode it, but then we keep getting more feedback on it. We want to make sure we give you complete feedback, so we're going to add in the feedback we got this week. We hope to get it up soon, um, but. You know, uh, a skate that a lot of I see a lot of comments on social media uh, in replies when anyone posts about it, things about a ski boot. Well, yeah. Hey, it's based on ski boot technology. But we captured some of the flex when we were at this camp. We watched how some of these guys wear it differently. Some looser up top, sometimes like it was really interesting to not just see it in action with elite goaltenders, but talk to them about what they like. Um, so before we get to that, maybe before we get to the hockey shop, maybe give me a, your your impression on the on the Bauer Connect feedback we got this week.
1: I think what's fascinating, Woody, uh, if somebody could just follow us along to see how that process worked up at Net360 and and before that as well, as we're putting this review together, you'd see what makes Ingold different. Because we didn't just put the skates on, come up with an opinion for uh from our own use that maybe relied a lot on what Bauer is suggesting should be you know how the technology is working we we investigated all those areas but then we also came at it from all sorts of different angles and part of that is just discussion between the two of us it's discussion with the the guys that are wearing the gear it's then asking them to try different things for us so that we can highlight exactly what's happening i mean really the guys we've been speaking to pretty much universally absolutely love the skate and would not want to go back they say it's a night and day different difference what's happening but then we dug in a little bit deeper to try and understand exactly why that is. Yeah, there's a whole lot more flex in the boot, but what does that mean? Uh, Exactly when on the ice is that making a difference for you? How can you expect to feel a little bit different when you're on the ice with the Kinect Skate? So yeah, everybody loves them. Um, They feel there's a difference in their movement. There's a feel there's a difference in their comfort on the ice. As we've already highlighted before on here, some guys with those extra wide feet might have a little bit I was of an issue. Just going to say
0: it's it's an honest review because there are not everybody loved them. We had a few pros that we had that we that were sort of testing with us and that
1: went back to their yep. old skates. So and that'll be in the review too. But I do want to point out to that though, Woody. We did have somebody leave a comment somewhere on social saying, "Oh, I tried to put them on in the store, didn't work. Can't use them." When we first put them on, when when one of our testers first put them on physically could not get his foot in the boot. And if he had just pulled them off the shelf and been right there, he would have said, no chance these will work for me. But when you put them in the oven, it's the entire boot is molding in the oven. It softens up way more than you would ever imagine. His foot then slipped into it, no problem at all. And once it all got fitted properly, he ended up with a custom fit skate in the store in 15 minutes. Two lessons there, I think. Uh, so Great segue to the hockey shop,
0: because this is why you go to the hockey shop. This is why we shop at the hockey shop. They would not let you just grab that skate off the wall and put your foot in it because they understand that one of the keys of the Bauer Connect Skate is that grillamid shell and how incredibly, like shockingly, shockingly thermal moldable it is. It's unreal. And the whole concept here is, you don't put it on cold. You got to get it heated up, and then it thermo molds around your foot, so you get that custom fit. So to whoever left that comment, make sure next time you go to a hockey store that actually understands that. Because if you slip it on cold, it's not going to feel comfortable. It's frankly just not going to work for you. So that's a key part of this: is finding people that understand how to properly fit it, uh, how to get you set up in it, and that's why we go to the hockey shop and thehockeyshop.com because they have an expert staff that have, we were there, we watched them learn how to do this fitting process with the Bauer reps. Well, we had pro goalies attending the same fitting and getting fit themselves. So you were getting live feedback from guys playing at the highest level as they went through the process. And the entire staff was sort of able to engage with that and learn the process themselves. And that's, that's where the real benefit is of working with a store um, that's full of goalies that love the position. And don't want to just like throw you a skate and say, how does it feel? They want to walk you through the process and how it's supposed to feel. And that includes, not maybe not as thermal moldable, but this week we're going to look at the True TF7 Goalie Skate, which is their first second price point. Obviously, they came up with the TF9 last year. It was sort of that first off-the-wall, non-custom option from True, who has dominated the NHL with their custom skates. Now they're going to bring it down a notch. Little lesser materials, little lesser of that moldability, but also a fairly significant drop in price. So let's go to the hockey shop right now, talk to Cam, and get the lowdown on the true TF7. Second price point, goalie skate. Welcome back to the Hockey Shop, source of Sports. We're down here in Goalie Utopia. And I gotta say, like, we're not gonna be able to say down here in Goalie Utopia much longer, are we? Uh,
2: that, 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 sorry to cut you off, but let's... That's, that's another time. That's another tease. And that's another video. We've been talking about the move. It's coming, folks. So make sure you keep an eye out, because uh, I've heard
0: the new place is gonna be even more spectacular. Did, that, 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 that.
2: We're supposed to tease? Cat it. in the bag, still. Don't let it out.
0: You guys sent an email. Cat in the bag. Cat's out of the bag. They're moving. Um, but we're still here at the original location. We're here in Goli Utopia. We're here to talk about the True TF7 skate. Um, I honestly don't know much about this. so I'm leaning on you heavily here, Cam. Just basically what we're looking at here is a second price point option from True. We saw... Uh, last year, they went with a off-the-wall retail skate. Obviously, their origins are in custom. You can still get custom skates, always order them from CAM. But something that you can just come into the store, bake it in the store, and walk out of. Started with the original TF9 last year. Correct. I'm guessing TF7 is just a lower price point. That's Walk correct. me through the differences. And... First off, give me the price point. What's the difference?
2: So we're looking at a $200 difference between the two skates. Um, so retail for the senior skate, you're looking at $499. Um, what's the difference? Mainly the boot construction and also the liner of the boot himself. So we're still gonna get that same thermo activation that we have in the TF9 and also in the, like, the custom skates, for example. And that's based on the the way the fiberglass shell is built that That's allows correct. it to have that yes. more moldable so it's a different construction so this is a fiberglass shell they call it their fiber shield technology it's a a term technology. yes so long story short yes it is a fiberglass overall boot quarter package sandwiched in seamlessly added to the toe cap to create a full skate it's not a true one piece skate because it still has glue and everything attached to that front However, that said, you're still getting that kind of supreme wrap that True Skates have been kind of known for to really create that extra support and also kind of that custom fit off the wall at a better price point. Okay. So when we talk about that wrap, uh, because that
0: I think really was one of the things that separated True in the early going at the NHL level. And obviously those guys are all getting custom skates. I I, I don't know any that are you know off the wall models. I could be wrong there. Um, But it was that the way that top sort of wrapped around the foot, rather than feeling like you're pinching it across the foot, it really sort of seemed to suck the heel back and create a lot of good feel for goalies, a lot of good connection within the skate. And so what you're telling me is without going to the uh, extreme of a custom skate, you're getting some of that in this model.
2: Correct. It's not all of it, but it's some of the best features of it for sure. Standard felt liner, um, will help to imprint your foot inside of the skate so it's not their thickest foam. Once again, you're gonna find that a little bit higher into their TF9 skate and or the Pro Skate if you decide to go that direction. Um, that said, still a comfortable skate that is designed to still give you a lot of those same key features that you will find in that TF9 and or Pro Skate, but at a much better price point.
0: Including the shift attack holder, and the quick release, the ability to sort of release that blade quickly. So I'm guessing same attack angle, same sort of stance, and- and Nothing
2: changes that way. Exactly. same posture and setup. Correct, yeah. So stock three mil steel, uh, aftermarket steel obviously is available. There is even a four mil option as well. Um, Their DLC, which is their black edge coated, so that's also available. once again, uh, you're getting a great overall pitch and feel. Very, very similar to the Bauer holder. In terms of how it sits on the ice and also the exact pitch that it sits on the skate as well. So a little more forward pitch, maybe
0: compared to a CCM.
2: Correct, yes. Yeah. So if you're already using a Bower skate, this should be an easy transition to you just in terms of overall feel on the ice, in terms of how the blade's gonna perform and cut into the ice.
0: Well, last time we did the TF9, you struggled a little bit with that quick release. Has so it got that figured out? You know how to take that blade out now? Uh, it, it, it takes a second. Yes. We're getting there. But also, <gasps> removable tongues! So, So, can. You tell me what for. Like so A, there's a reason, obviously.
2: Well, A, easy replacement. So it's one thing, tongues do wear out. Um, you lose some of that padding. That wears down over time. These are easy to replace, available aftermarket. We even have them up on the website. Um, once again, they just velcro in and out. You can also some guys tend to like a little bit longer tongue so it sits up. You can feel that so when you do fork.
0: a custom skate order with true, you yes. get to sort of choose among your options of tongue. Correct. Because this velcro's out, can you order the custom various options and Velcro them into this.
2: You can even get your name embroidered on it if you to. Ooh, that's fancy. So you can even get them even further custom at a price point. So lower price point skate, you can go full custom tongue.
0: Yes. I like it. That's the new True TF9. If you want to get a better- Seven. Feel, ah, seven. Yeah. If you want to get a better feel for how it's going to fit your foot, um, how it's going to fit your game. If you want to make sure you get fitted properly for it and get it all, you know, baked up in the oven and wrapped around your foot to achieve that optimal fit and feel, make sure you check out The Hockey Shop on thehockeyshop.com. Give Cam a call at 604-589-8299,
2: 567 7790 We can chat. You've got junior, intermediate, senior skates. You have the wide width, which is available all the way down to, I believe, six and a half, I think it is, off the top of my head um give me a call check out your fit come by in store get you fitted up personally we'll take care of you we often talk at lower price points about what it's for
0: like what age like we talk about the second price point pads what level can you play it up to and, and beer league obviously you know a lot of the second price point stuff applies really well does that matter here
2: like can you play in this at, at any level really as long as the fit works for you To a point, I believe so, yes. I mean, there is going to be a certain execution point where I would say, like, if you're going to be on the ice five, six times a week, I would probably recommend the TF9 to you, for example. Just
0: a little little bit sturdier build overall? Correct.
2: Um, But even uh, your guys cheering through hockey, like your Bantam kids and stuff like that are looking for a bit more of an elite fit. Um, This would still be a great option. I'd put it as a similar, you know, level to, like to say, a mid-price point Bauer, for example. The
0: other thing we've seen in the past with mid-price point skates is sometimes the lesser material is a little bit, for lack of a better term, a little more flexible, a little softer? Is there any, like, have you had enough experience to say that with this? Like, because skates have gotten so stiff, like, is it a little more flexible or does a lot of the material around the side continue to sort of have that stiff, rigid feel?
2: The fiberglass is still stiff. So it's not like you're changing to more of a, like a Kevlar composite or anything like right, that. Because there
0: were times, right, where like goalies, like at, at high level goalies would actually want the lower price point because it was a little more flexible, but Correct. Not, not really what we're talking about here. No. Okay. Last one, because we've gone long because I talk too much. Um,
2: I mean, but, we've already done the outro, so.
0: Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I just kept going. <laughs> um, my, my show, my show, my show. I do like they have, that might be the best twist loop, as long as there's enough space in that one. But. I like that Lundqvist. I like, the, I like the built-in sort of metal plastic Lundqvist loop.
2: So great, but the only problem is your warrior fans there, they can't get that buckle through. So they actually have created an extension, an aftermarket one that can actually clip in and create a little bit of extra length. Um, stock's been a little bit hard to get a hold of because they haven't figured out their manufacturing for it yet, but hopefully soon we will have a quick fix for any of you warrior guys. It is kind of narrow, eh? That's correct.
0: You get a leather through there, but yeah, you're right. No buckles are fitting through. See, we cover all the angles here on the uh, hockey shop gear segment if you've got questions bizarre questions like all the ones that i just asked cam make sure you give them a shout check them out at the hockeyshop.com even if it's not cam picking up the phone everybody that works down here in gold utopia loves the position plays the position and can answer your questions in a way that'll help you play it better that's why we come to the hockey shop and that's why you should too gonna be really interesting to see as true sort of expands Their options. We're seeing it with the skates, second price point. A lot of buzz around when are we going to see that second price point equipment? Obviously, right now it's just all pro, all coming from the Canadian factory, uh, but also because they're servicing so many pros and so many goalies at high levels, it's difficult at times to get it at a retail level. There's limited supply. So we're seeing it in the skates, second price point options. Will we see an offshore second price point option in the gear soon? Stay tuned to find out. I guarantee you we'll get that answer first from our friends at the hockey shop, and that's why we shop there. Cam doing a great job sort of with all the latest and greatest, and a reminder, folks, that the back-to-hockey sale is on now at the hockey shop and thehockeyshop.com. Huge savings on not just new gear, but we talked about the Bauer Mock lineup and James Reimer making a decision on whether he switches out of his sort of more ultrasonic boot to a Bauer Mock boot. If you love the ultrasonic pad, uh, the ultrasonic equipment That entire line is at least 20% off as part of the back-to-school sale at the Hockey Shop. Uh, Lots of great gear on sale right now there. So make sure you check them out at thehockeyshop.com. All right, let's go now to James Reimer. And we talked about news breaking while we were at Net360. Uh, We talked about the first piece of news, Thomas Spear. And we'll talk to James about working with Thomas for the first time at the Net360 camp. Mic'd up with us, by the way, as he went through that process. Uh, but we'll also talk about another piece of news that may or may not affect James Reimer, and it broke while we were there. As a matter of fact, we were privy to it. The buzz, this is what happens when you're skating with a bunch of NHLers, and not just the goalies, like shooters, Justin Schultz is one of our shooters, Tyler Myers is up there, Nick Patan, you know, some NHL-quality shooters work in the camp, and word gets out pretty quick when something like Robin Lehner being out for the season due to hip surgery, we first started to get wind of it on Monday, I believe the Golden Knights made it official on Thursday. Um, Robin Lehner out for the year. And how could it affect James Reimer? The San Jose Sharks have three goalies, James Reimer, Capo Kakinen, and Aiden Hill, all under contract, all requiring waivers to be sent to the minor leagues. Could we see a move there? There was a lot of speculation about that as well. But tough break for Robin Lehner, needing the hip surgery, coming off the shoulder injury last year. Like just one of the best goalies in the league when he's healthy, but staying healthy has been difficult as that workload went up last year.
1: Fascinating to see that all come together while we're up there. And I don't know about you, Woody. Well, actually, I think I do know because we were talking about it on the ice. We're watching James and Thomas work together for the first time, maybe round about the second skate. Didn't we both say this looks like it's going to be an incredible partnership? That they're just a great fit for each other. Both that willingness for James to to learn from everybody and to just soak it all in and become the best goalie he can. But also, that great character of his that will help a young coach into the league who's taking on the NHL level for the first time. Uh, Great teacher student combination there. We're super excited to see how that's going to work out for the year. And then uh, maybe that might not even happen if James moves on to Las Vegas. I mean, we don't know anything about that, whether that's going to happen or not, folks. We're speculating with everybody else, but it sure seems like a no brainer. Vegas has a great young starter who's able to carry the ball for now. But Beyond that, in, to sit in that second seat for a while while well, Lorraine Brassois is still coming back from his own injury, um, not a lot there. Yeah. And uh, in terms of NHL experience, um, some great young prospects, but not a lot of NHL experience. So you could imagine they might be looking to make a move. Will it be James Reimer?
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean... All of those names, and don't forget Logan Thompson, who was exceptional in a small sample size last year yep. for the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, all guys that you can get to know a little better through the In Goal Radio podcast, right? We had Thomas Spear on, we've had Logan Thompson on, we, we've had Laurent Brassois on, and, and for the record, Brassois, another goalie who's normally at this camp, wasn't there this year, coming off hip surgery, not quite on the ice, or at least able to ramp up to the level of this camp, but hearing good things about his progress and recovery from hip surgery, so maybe an option sooner than later, and maybe. Given their cap struggles everywhere else, maybe Logan Thompson and Lorraine Brassois is the way that Vegas attacks this in the early going. But certainly no shortage of speculation. And as I said, a lot of it involving the goalies that we're working with up there at this camp. So let's get to James Reimer uh, because he talked about, you mentioned working with Spear. That was one of the things I wanted to ask him about. You know, since we last talked to him, I think he's had three different teams over four years. Uh, His two years in Carolina, he had two different goalie coaches. Uh, He's now had two different goalie coaches in his two years in San Jose. And that process of working with new goalies, something we get into in the interview. But before we get to that, something else we introduced was our turn to be the guys that brought something new to the camp. And that was that we, we brought in Sense Arena. And so an opportunity for a lot of the young goalies. Um, some of the veteran goalies, as well as a couple of goalie coaches in Thomas Beer and Richard Bachman, to try Sense Arena for the first time. They'd heard about it. They wondered what it was all about. And as many are, they were blown away by just how realistic Sense Arena was when we got them to put on the headset and try and make some saves.
1: Yeah, this is the point in the show, guys, where normally I hop in there and I say, here's why you should try Sense Arena. I wish we'd had the cameras running so that you could watch all the people trying it for the first time. Up at Net360. NHL goalie coach, AHL goalie coach, NHL agent, NHL trainer, NHL drafted goaltender, all putting Sense Arena on for the first time, all coming out of their way for a chance to come and see it. This wasn't part of the program. We were just sort of hanging out, out in the corner, messing around with Sensorena, and these guys all wanted to come up and give it a try. Got really competitive. It's supposed to be a training tool, it's not a game. Believe me, they were keeping score and seeing how everybody did their first time. I think one of the things that jumped out at me, Woody, one, of course, they were blown away by the realism. The first time we tried to show it to them, we had a little bit of a hitch on our end with the Wi-Fi, and all they could really do was stand in the arena and look around, and they were all still blown away, and that made them really want to come back when we got things going. And then when they did, you kept hearing ping, ping, ping as these professional shooters in Sense Arena are going bar down, bar in. And I think they were all blown away by how good it is. Something I saw up at the Eli Wilson camp as well when a couple of pro goalies were shocked by how good the shooters are in this. Now, don't worry, if you're nine years old, you can actually dial it down to your level. They've got younger shooters in there as well. But just to speak about, what a great tool it is, and uh, I think even one of the uh, people up there has decided to become a goaltender because of his sensorina experience.
0: Love it. I love it, and uh, let's not forget that AHL goalie coach that you mentioned is Richard Bachman, who had a hell of a career at the AHL and National Hockey League levels, and he was really impressed with the realism of those video overlay shooters, the pro shooters that are firing, and you know you could see him reacting off the release, which tells you what we know, and that's that the way they've done this, the high level that they've sort of operated at, that puck comes off that stick and that release. And there's a guy who played in the show for a long time that is seeing it like, hey, he's reacting with his glove before it's off the stick. Because that release, if it's going high glove, the release looks like high glove. Like it's, you know, you really can learn how to read the releases of these shooters in the Sense Arena environment. It was really cool to see that. And, you know, I think Sense Arena probably has some new clients, maybe some new organizations that are going to be giving them a call after we download it uh, for these guys up in Kelowna.
1: Yeah, and let's let's note here, Woody, that these are guys who can get on the ice as much as they want, as much as they need. They've got access to it all the time. They still see this as a great tool that can add to their, their you know, bag of tricks. If you're a younger goalie, if you're a beer league goalie, you can't get on the ice every single day. It's just neither affordable nor possible to even find the ice. Sensorina allows you to practice your skills every single day. So head over to Sensorena.com, uh, become a subscriber, Get on the virtual ice with us as well. If you use the cold code IGM50 when you check out, you'll get a little discount on top of whatever they might be offering uh, at the time you're listening to us. Well,
0: Sensorena also brings us our feature interview every week. And this week, it's James Reimer as well as Brandy Osborne. But we're going to start with James. Roll him out here first. Uh, great discussion with James after one of the sessions. I think we had him on Thursday. Long day, workout, ice time. And then he got to sit down with us for 25 minutes. Enjoy the interview, folks. I know we did. Really excited to welcome back to the Ingle Radio Podcast. James Reimer, James Reimer has it been three or more years? I, I think... Oh, oh, boy. I don't know. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long, right? It, it Way has. too long. It has. and I think I was going to say... Couple teams ago too. Like I think the last time we talked, you were still with Florida. Oh wow! At least officially on the podcast, you and I. I have the pleasure of talking semi regularly, but from the podcast perspective, I think we're going back to Florida days. So yeah, that
3: might be four years then.
0: So that's a while. Three teams, four years, and what like four goalie coaches too? Now or maybe now four, now five. So I'm going to start there. You're working with a new goalie coach again this week, getting to know Thomas Spear. After working with Nabby, Paul Schoenfelder before that. I, did you have Jason Mazzotti for you a have year? Yeah, for a year. Yep. So, two different coaches in Carolina, obviously, after a nice steady diet of our friend Tally in Florida. Advice for kids, because they go through this all the time. I mean, we see it at the pro level. You can just like different goalie coach every year is a reality. How do you go about, A, let's start with building a relationship with a new goalie coach so that you guys get on the same page and you're working as a team? What advice would you give to kids? What do, how do you go about that process?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's anything uh, special. I think um, I think just being a good person, right? I mean, I think there's... It always helps, At, eh? the, at the end of the day, right? I think understanding that, um, you know, they're there to, to make you better, right? And and you might disagree on ideas and, and we can get to that down the road, but, but um understand that, he, you know, he's just a solid human being like yourself and, and you're just trying to make it work. And so, you know, I don't think there's anything... I don't think you need to get too defensive or, or too... Uptight about um different changes in your game right off the bat. It's just, you know, getting to know a guy and and uh seeing what makes him tick. What about when I mean, obviously different guys are gonna bring different
0: ideas, different concepts. Um that line between always want to have an open mind and try new things, but not wanting to sort of deviate too much. I mean, 13 years in the league now, right? So your foundation. How do you walk that line? Is it just a matter of communication back and forth between trying new things and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't?
3: yeah, I think you know I think you have to time it you know um when you, if you are going to change things, I think you want to you know, have that plan early in the summer and get to it so you know when you when you meet a good when you meet a new goalie coach, I think you have to i think what you, you have to have a solid understanding of your own game and kind of what makes you successful and and be confident in that and then at the same time like walk in that line be open to what he's saying and 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 give it a try for a practice or two it doesn't have to ruin your doesn't have to ruin your your whole game you know what i mean but if you want to take some time to to try it out you know why not if it if it on face value it seems like it could work for you or for your game you know be open to it it might just revolutionize what you're doing or make make you more efficient or, or whatnot right so you know i i'm a big believer in in like hearing people out and hearing what makes you know what they think what they see because i mean if you think you know it all then you're an idiot and so like you you gotta you gotta understand and, and listen to other concepts and then and then you know see how it works in your game game's constantly evolving as well right so if you're not sort of moving forward you're falling behind we hear
0: that from a lot of guys what like can you give us any examples of things that maybe have changed you know i mean again, we get to see you in the summers here, but is there anything you know, over the last couple of years that you're doing differently, maybe even as a result of what's going on in front of you, having changed so much, even the last five years, like the types of attacks so much more lateral, everything is evolving so quickly and goaltenders have to evolve as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, a big change for me was, was post play. I grew up in the, in the VH days and the blocking and, and whatnot. Right. And, and so a lot of sliding. And now with, with, the uh, with the way how offensive the game has gotten, um, and like you said, the lateral plays, I think your ability to a read the play, right? That's a big one. Um, that just comes from, from playing the game. Right. But, but another one is just try, uh, trying to beat, I don't know, if beat passes, but get laterally on your feet. And I mean, I think the longer you can stay on your feet and keep your edges, I think it's, it's just so beneficial. Um, and then at the same time being able to rotate and push well being down, you know, making saves and, and coming being able to come back across, you know, in control or or with power so that if you do need to, you know, open the car door or, or goalie 911, you can do it from from a place of foundation, not a place of being falling apart. You know what I mean? So just those little little things I've always trying to work on. I mean, this summer's been I'm big for that too. We hear that a lot. I mean, the game is
0: like you said so much more east-west and and beating plays on skates. Is it just a mindset or are there technical things that you can do? Like we see we've seen more shuffling I think in the game today. Um we see narrower stances in the game today. Like are there things that you can adjust to that or is it all like how much of it is mindset too? Like just like hey, I got to beat this up.
3: Yeah, I think it just challenges you to be be, be better, be quicker. Be faster, and then step two is how do you get faster, quicker, better, right? And so, um, yeah, I think coming down on pucks on releases, um, trusting trusting that you'll get there. You know, if the puck gets ahead of you, trusting that if you stay within yourself, you know, learning today about dropping your knee and, and keeping your knee close to you and rotating, and then pushing. Um, you know, like you said, the narrower stance. My stance got narrower and more upright, so that um, when plays are a little farther out and it's not such a scoring threat you know you can get laterally um quicker or with more power um so yeah there's little tweaks like that that have, that have come into my game and and probably a lot of guys do you find is this
0: like it is so fast and it requires so much energy um does, does narrower help sort of like is narrower easier at times to and from a just from a energy conservation standpoint you know like we think of being low and wide and that's a big movement
3: mm
4: hmm
0: feels like it's a little, not easier. I don't know if that's the right word, but do you feel like there's some energy conservation going on when you are narrower and, and things are on the
3: outside versus being a little locked in earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I mean, when, when you're when you're locked in or are deeper in your stance, I mean, obviously your, your legs your legs will burn a lot quicker, right? So being narrower, um, you know, I mean, it could probably depends on, on the different teams you play on, how much time you get spent in your own zone. So a way to be efficient. So you're not, so you can actually, you know, make a push and, and have energy to make a push. But yeah, being narrower definitely, you know, allows you to be smarter, you know, not, uh, not spending all the, all the energy in the gas tank, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, that helps a lot.
0: What was it like last year working with Navi, Uh, one of our favorites been a guest on here. We've had the pleasure of being out in Kelowna. Uh, he's not here this week, but been out here with him in the past when he had other goalies at this camp. What's that like? Because we've seen some of the old school drills, like he's got a little bit of that in him in terms of, and some real value to them as well. Like uh, the one where the moving the glove all around. I don't know if you guys ended up doing that one where it's like, just moving the glove randomly around and then shot comes. So you're prepared to have a glove anywhere. or like, we've seen some of that old school out of what was your experience?
3: Uh, yeah, no, honestly, I love, <laughs> I love Navi. Um, you know, um, he was great for my gra- game and great for where I was in my career. And, and um, you know, I really liked the way he saw the game and, and even just mentally approached the game. You know, Can you he, give us any examples
0: when you talk about like mentally approach, like things that, you know, like I think of you, you're this far in your career. And is there something that he said to you that,
3: you know, clicked? Yeah, honestly, I, I feel like it's more just his his demeanor. You know, I, I'm I'm a kind of guy that Cares too much, or or wants to be too perfect. You know what I mean. And he's he's kind of a guy that's just like he has that. and It sounds bad and at face value, right? You have to understand him and and understand the situation. But but it's kind of that that who cares mindset. You know what I mean? Like you, I'm the kind of guy where I make a mistake, I I focus on it, and you just kind of got to let it go, right? And and he was really good at that. It's just like I make a couple mistakes, and who cares? He wouldn't correct it. We wouldn't work on it the next day. Like just don't worry about it. You know, we keep going with our with our plan. What what's going to make me the most successful? And a couple of hiccups. It's like you don't even you don't even sit there and go like, ah, should we work on it? Right? Which is like, no, done. Like just stick with the plan. Like don't worry about it. And so that helped me a lot, you know, because because uh, I sometimes get caught wanting to be perfect. Is that a is that a challenge? Um, it's something we've heard from some other goaltenders
0: that desire to be perfect, but also caring too much a little bit. Like fine line between wanting to be perfect and perfection and dwelling on the moments you're not it sounds
3: like and how you know what kind of advice have you ever worked with a sports psych on that type of thing yeah yeah i worked with a bunch of uh sports psychs over the years. sometimes provided by the team and sometimes you know just gone out and 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 sought out some guys that um that were uh were good and so um yeah i mean i mean i i say it a lot to whoever will listen but goaltending is uh, a you know, whatever is left is is the physical and technical side of the game. So, you know, it's it's um, that that mental ability to to let it go. I mean, you've got you've got all the talent in the world, Um, and you know, it's just your ability to be at your best in the best spot possible mentally. Like that's what's going to allow you to have success and to make saves consistently. You know, I mean, it's 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 so it's so crazy because you see over the years too, you see these guys that are incredible in practice or incredible technically right and yet you know they can't stop a puck and why is that you know what i mean it's just like and then you see these guys have no tweet technique or even see some of the old goats like myself who wish they could move like the young kids right and yet we have success right and so um you know it's it's just so uh, mental the mental side of it's just such a big part
0: just letting go and playing like if you were one of the questions i had i was going to save it for a little later but i'll see i have a hunch this might be the answer like if you were to be able to go back and say give 12 year old james reimer some career advice or maybe first year pro james reimer some career advice would that be it
3: yeah i mean it's such a more so than a technical or anything like that it would just be the mindset yeah just just trust yourself and play just trust yourself you know when when you don't Trust yourself and you're second guessing. I mean, hey, your technique goes out the window then too, right? But you just you're not in a spot to to make saves. Like you just, you know, and even if you do, you're jerky and bad rebounds and it's just not clean. And, you know, you the way you play it makes your teammates um jittery or whatever, right? Like you like, you want to be calm and you just want to trust yourself and play. And you don't have to worry about what they're thinking, because again, that's overthinking it, right? You just just play, you know, and then the the aura whatever it is that you give off is is what you'll give off right and so um yeah a hundred percent it sounds so dumb and and then but when it clicks when once you finally when it gets through that thick skull of yours you know then it's uh it helps a lot tension mentally
0: it sounds like that can get into your game physically as well and 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 when you talk about movements like tension i think of tight movements and sort of less fluid Are you sort of trying to almost find, we talk mentally about the flow state. It sounds like, I don't know if that's a term you've used. We've heard that pretty, you know, it it was a pretty common term for a while, but it just sounds like you're trying to get some of that tension out of the mindset and it will bring tension
3: out of your game. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, (laughs) if things are not crazy, um, psycho up top, I mean, then, you know, it'll just, your game will have just a little more flow and, and, just be, you'll just be a little more smooth, you know? And so, and, and, you know, saying that I, one, one sports psych I had in, in Florida, actually he was, he was big for my, I mean, everyone I've worked with has has helped a lot, but, but um, he was, he was big for my game because he's, he, he made you, you work at it. Like the mental game is, yeah, there's like little tidbits, like just play and, and, and like, just let it go and don't think. Right. But it's also like, he's like, work at it, like, like a skill that you work on the ice. Like, you know, I brought a paper and a, uh, you know, a notepad and and, and a pen and, and whatnot. And, and you, you work through things and, 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 and you, you worked at it like it was a skill, like the mental side is a skill you can learn. And so, um, you know, that was big for me. And so, so and that's interesting because we, everybody says, like you said, like next
0: shot mentality and goaltending and golf, everybody talks about it. Like that's so important, but we all know it's important. It's just really hard to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just go out and play is advice we hear all the time from coaches. But how do I get a mechanism to do it? Like, yeah, of course, I just want to go out and play. So in that process, did you find any mechanisms that allowed you to sort of free up the mind? You talked about doing, working at it. Were there any things that just like a pregame something that you added, whether it was with him or you continued that just somehow takes you into that spot where, hey, I'm just going to go out and play? Because again, saying it is easy. Mm-hmm. Doing it sometimes takes work.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you, I think there's like one, I think one guy put it, they just like performance cues, you know, like what, what word triggers your mind to get into that, like that fight mode, you know what I mean? That, that confident locked in like fight mode. So there's different, um uh, performance cues, stuff like that. Um, did you have a word that you can share? Uh, I'll keep them to myself.
0: Okay. But, that's totally fine. <laughs> but we've seen yeah. some guys, right? Like we like, I you know, um, some guys will write it on a stick. They'll write it on a blocker. They'll they'll put it physically somewhere to remind themselves to have
3: mm-hmm. that cue. So yeah, I have some like mantras or just things that that I that I will say that uh, to to kind of keep me in the moment. Um, you know, or, or different phrases or or even um, thoughts. People you look up to, you know, just you thinking on the way they carry themselves or whatnot. I know, some guy was like one one concept. You know that he use not frequently, but sometimes is you think of the, of the goalie that you admire the most past, present, future, whatever, you know what I mean? And, and most likely present and you, you emulate him. Like as a kid, you watch TV, you know, he's my hero. I go in the, you know, I go in the front yard or whatever on the street and I'm emulating him. And and you're usually good because like you're soaking it in. And so it's, it's a, it's a simple, it's a simple, um, task or whatever. Right. But, you know, you kind of go back to your childhood in that sense. Um, and then, uh, you know, another big one for me was um, you visualizing stuff and not just sitting there visualizing about nothing, but having a game plan. This is what I want to do. This is what I need to do to get there. And so let's, let's purposely think about that. And when you say visualize and, and a game plan are you like look, like are you
0: playing plays out in your mind? are you playing out like where I want to be on the ice and positionally like I, I want to be top of the you know toes in or heels out you know posture or anything like that? Are you seeing yourself through your mind 's eye when you talk about that type of visualization or is it more just that vibes kind of thing you were talking about in terms of feeling good in presentation
3: uh yeah no it's it's pretty direct. i okay. I'm, I'm seeing myself like you know what I need what the different things that I believe in my game that I need you, to be successful, my foundation. So I'm seeing that pretty vividly. And sometimes I'll move my hands a little bit and, and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and so I go over different scenarios and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, that way, you know, when it comes to game time, when it comes to puck drop, I've prepared my mind's ready to go. I've gone over it. I've made saves. i I've been in these situations. So then when it comes to game time, it's just, let it go and just play.
0: I know you're a student of the game and of the position. You still, we talk about emulating other goalies and guys you admired. Um, obviously guys, you growing up and wanting to be them in the front yard or out in the street, playing road hockey and trying to do what they were doing. Do you watch still? Like you watch other teams and other goalies. Do you pay attention to what other goalies are doing and make mental notes? And is there any, are there guys that you watch? You're like, if I have a chance, I'm watching that guy.
3: Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a hockey nerd. And so um yeah, I enjoy watching games and enjoying watching um different goalies. Um to me, I think that um the the goalie that I, I think is is the best in the in the league is uh is Vasilevsky. Um I think that uh you know the way he moves and, and closes on pucks is is it's sickening um you know i don't know if there's i don't know if there's a better better goalie in the league um that's a tough and, one to emulate though he does things physically <laughs> yeah, that nobody like, else in the world good can luck do. good luck right and so
0: um so yeah. you just watch you just love watching him that just fun
3: yeah just the way he can he, he's paid like talking about trust in your game and, and trust in your ability like the way he can he can rotate on on passes that happen so in tight to him and not just like you know flop over there or dive or desperation it's like he comes down on it rotates and still gets power and then he stretches out and makes an, an unbelievable save because you still have to like you still have to get there somehow but like the fact that like we were talking about earlier just keeping that foundation as long as possible is I, I mean i think he's he's one of the best at it it's funny best because at it. everybody just notices
0: the athleticism but they lose the fact that it's it is grounded in that foundation, that movement from the knees, like maybe Shishterkin, but I can't think of many guys that actually will, from their knees, use the lead edge of their skate to like C-cut into rotation while gaining the backside edge push. Like he actually rotates with his leading edge
3: from his knees. Yeah, it's kind of bananas, yeah, actually. He's, he's a freak. And so <laughs> it's not fair, you know, like... <laughs> Like I said, I was joking with somebody earlier this week. I just said, I just want to have one game. One game where I play like him. So, Okay,
0: last one. Uh, I got to ask you because we're talking about evolution. And it ties into Vasilavsky because you guys share a gear maker. You're a big Bauer guy. Um, watching you play around with some pads this week. New mock. And then y- your old ones are, I th- I'm not sure if they're a supreme or a vapor. But just a different build. Like there's different. And obviously in the customizer, you, you can mix and match. The process. I don't need the specs. Don't worry. I'm not putting you on the spot. But just that process through a summer of hey, like there's new stuff here, the new strapping on the new pad. How does it feel? Like it looks like you're still going through that and trying to make decisions on how much of the old to keep. Like, how do you find that line? Because I see some guys that are just like, just keep giving me what I've had for the last 10 years. And yet clearly the fact you're in a Bauer pad with all the evolutions they've done, you've been a part of that. So what's that process like as a guy who wants his feel, but it, much like a goalie coach trying to find some new things
3: yeah I, I think it's it's very similar to that i i think i think at the end of the day it's if it ain't broke don't fix it um but keep an open mind you know like like these these gear makers are are doing phenomenal things and and i'm gonna be biased you know because i'm a bauer guy but i think bauer's the leader in in the innovation of of making pads different and 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 having them perform you know exceptionally well and and they're so light and they they pump rebounds past people and and stuff like that and so you 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 know you don't want to just change things for change sake right but but have an open mind i mean i switched from the bower skate to the vh skate back in the day you know and the whole shift when when bauer went to this new like high density foam you know and construction it's like try it and it feels great then then go with it right but for me it's like you gotta you gotta give it a good shot you can't just try it once or twice like oh this feels great i mean sometimes you don't have the time but um you know it is one of those things where you got to make sure it works but but give it a try like even now with these pads i mean i've i've worn them all summer and going back and forth back and forth trying to see if if it's going to perform as, as well as my old pads. And at this point, you know, I I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a fan of it as as much as my old pads. So I'm probably going to switch back to what I was wearing last year, but I gave it a good go all summer. Now everybody wants to know whether you're keeping the toe hooks, so, though, because you're going to get hurt. There's a,
0: there's a whole world of goalie gear. Uh, well, there's one account, goalie gear nerd, who we know really well and is a, like on top of all this stuff. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like them that are going to chirp you like crazy, but I'm watching and they help you with integration compared to just an elastic. So I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because I've watched you out here testing it. Um, again, just, a, just another example of trying to find something that's comfortable for your game and how you like to integrate into a post.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, uh, I started with the straight up laces. I went to the Bauer stretchy laces I wore those forever. And then I went to the, what I was wearing right now was these longer, thicker elastic cords or whatever you want to call them right and and they're great for certain things and they there's cons with them too right so you're always trying to find something that's gonna it's gonna be the best right and so um somebody brought me actually nabby nabby brought me onto these uh these tow hooks and so i was like heck why not let's try them let's try them for the summer see how they are and so yeah i'm i imagine the uh the chirping i'd get if i decide to stick with them but Maybe I'll be able to handle it. If they break in a game, you're definitely getting <laughs> I want to be able to concentrate, you know, screw the mental side of the game. I'll be nervous. All right. Well, the give and,
0: give and take, ebb and flow is what goaltending is all about. There's, there's, every time you change one thing, it's at the expense of another, and it's, it's about finding that balance on the ice and in life, but there is no give and take anytime we get to talk to James Reimer. It's all plateaus and highs and good times. James, thank you very much for joining us on the Ingor Radio Podcast.
3: No, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Always good catching up with James. Uh, I got to admit, though, bit of a mistake by me. Uh, actually just kind of brutal as we sat down for that interview. I kid you not, in addition to holding his in-goal radio mic flash, uh, he was also wearing an in-goal magazine shirt. And I did not take a picture because I kind of suck. So it was kind of cool to see Rhymes in the fully kitted out in the in-goal t-shirts that we uh, shared with the goalies while we were up at the camp. And always great to catch up with James. Um, Don't say this lightly. But truly one of the best people in the National Hockey League. And we know some great ones. James is definitely at the top
1: of that list. Can't say enough about him. Well, speak it. I think you've covered it yeah, right there. We'll right. just
0: leave it at that because we're going to move this along. We got a long show with double guests. And our next guest is someone that James also talked very fondly about his work with Brandy Osborne. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I introduced it already, sort of a multi dimensional therapist. Um, rather than me trying to explain that, let's just go straight to the interview. Let's let Brandy explain to you what that means and what the elemental athlete is all about, as well as some real easy, concrete takeaways that she's going to walk you through breathing techniques. So if you're driving, maybe pause it or listen to it now and then go back to listen to it because some of it involves closing your eyes. It's almost, you know, a little bit like, um... A meditation, and we talk about that, like there's some similarities there, but breathing techniques to help center yourself. So if you're driving, maybe don't do the close your eyes part, but she's gonna walk you through a couple different things here that you can actually do at home. And I'm telling you, do them. Because if you do, you know, like the, the sensory one, you, when you're done it, and you open your eyes back up, like the lights really do look brighter. You really are picking out things you weren't before you did it. So trust us on this one. If if a guy I, I think in the interview I used the word sounded fluffy and that's just my own sort of biases or old man perceptions against things that you know athletes getting connected to their inner selves that's me being a little bit of a bitter old man and not understanding it but when you walk through it you understand exactly what she's talking about and exactly what a lot of these athletes were experiencing up there. So do yourself a favor. Don't just listen to this. If you can find the time, go through the exercises with Brandy uh, because it is fantastic. Uh, She's won me over. She's won a lot of the goalies over. Uh, Let's just get to that interview right now and let her explain why. Really excited to welcome to the Ingle Radio Podcast, Brandi Osborne. We're up here at Net360 where she's been working as a, I guess, multi-dimensional therapist. Started as a, a, as a massage therapist years ago when we are here. I know you've been doing this a long, long time, but we had to get you on the podcast. I don't even want to put any type of label on what you do because I'm not sure exactly... This is why we've got you on because all I've heard... From all these goalies, from the juniors up to the professional, is how much the work you're doing is resonating with them uh, from not just from a therapist standpoint in terms of treatment, but a lot of like breathing exercises, um, warm ups that involve waking up the senses. So I just like touched on a whole bunch of things. I'm not sure where to start. How about we just start with an introduction how you got started in this? And if you could describe, what it is that has all these guys feeling so good while they're at the Net360 camp this week?
4: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I have slowly over the last, well, I would say the last three years, I've started really coming into this awareness after 17 years of doing this, of the nervous system and the senses. And for me, essentially, as I have my hands on my patient, I I can feel their energy and guiding them through breath work and guiding them through everything. I'm feeling the ripple effect. And eventually, I created what's called the Elemental Athlete. It's under a platform called the Elemental Being, so it's a pillar underneath that. But it really is bringing in the athlete, reawakening the instinctual athlete, the athlete that knows we have all these primal senses within the body, to use them, to harness them, to be in the play more, to be in their skates more, to be in every breath, every movement more. So we're starting to essentially engage them with the environment that is within them so that they're residing in their body and feeling their body while they are in the arena, arena of life, arena of the game of life. And we're guiding them through that. And
0: so, so let me like let me just hop in there because I want yeah, to please. Because it makes sense on it's obviously there's a big broad sort of Overview of what this is, but when I when I'm ta- like, and there's probably a lot of people that are listening, and going, "Okay, that sounds really like I'm not sure what this is." Mm-hmm. So let's, let's grab a ta- it ta- in. let's let's let's, <laughs> let's pull a takeaway because yeah, I have heard from these athletes this week about these mm-hmm. takeaways and about how they feel it's helping them on on the ice. So maybe let's start with uh well, you you pick where you want to start. Like, give me an example, of maybe a breath work, something that because uh, that's something I've heard a couple of yeah. the younger guys, especially. Just they feel more connected. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you know, connected to your body and all that stuff. Again, these can sort of, if you're listening to this, yep. feel like a bit of a nebulous concept. But on the ice, like these athletes mm-hmm. are like, I just feel connected in all my yep. movements. And if you're connected to your movements and your breathing, you perform better. And they're feeling that right now. So maybe give me an example of a breathing one.
4: I think the first step is really guiding your listeners into their vehicle, this body that they're in. So the most important part isn't necessarily the breath, it is the awareness and intention of the skin that you're in. So we start diving into these primal senses. You have skin for a reason, we all know we have that, but do we know that it is recepting, receiving our environment? And then within that skin is our bones, our ligaments, our tendon, it's all of our physiology. So breath work, why it's so important is because it is moving your physiology It is the vehicle of moving fluid, the fluid dynamics of you. So the first thing is, I think for your listeners, it's just kind of closing your eyes and being aware of the feet, the legs, the thighs, the hips, being aware of just the skin first, how there's no disconnect. It rises from there to the top of your skull, all the way down to your fingers. You have this sack that you're in. Within that sack are your ligaments, your tendons, your muscles. We all know we have. We have all of our joints, everything within that. And as an athlete, you appreciate the fact that you need all of this. But are you really feeling what they are communicating to you? And can you harness that? And that's where we start to bring in that awareness. So with the eyes closed, we close the gateway to the nervous system. And you just reside within for a moment, just a breath of awareness of I'm in the sack. It feels like a meditation type thing. Yeah, that- it is. It is because it's really diving in. But first is that you're removing the gateway to the nervous system. So you have that moment. Eyes are closed. Your listeners, everyone would close their eyes. You're aware of the sack of skin that you're in. And then just for a moment, I'm going to get you to, you're just breathing in. And as you breathe in, you're feeling your body inflate, pause at the top. And then you feel your body deflate, pause at the bottom. So, we want you to come into what lies within. We want you to come into your bloodstream, into your airway, into what the felt sense of your lungs expanding, the organs moving with every breath. So, the first thing is fully that awareness. Because if you just breathe, it's very superficial. And for the goalie, it's like we want your nerves to be communicating, especially to your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears. So the first thing is, you know, you're in this sack of skin. Within that skin is this fluid. You're made of 80% water. So every time you take a breath in, that ocean of water within you is suspending you in space. You're very buoyant in that moment. Everything's floating. There's space within space within you. All of a sudden, our nervous system is like, hello, I'm in space. (laughs) Like I can feel where I'm at. And it's very important for moments. So you're just feeling that. And then you're tuning into very primary organs and areas of the feet. So you're you're aware that you have these soles of your feet. Would, yep. you, be,
0: would you be barefoot when you're doing this exercise? Or doesn't, or matter. doesn't matter. doesn't okay. matter.
4: You could be in your skate. It could be literally you just got scored on. And all in a moment, you close your eyes and you're back to the sack of skin that you're in. It's as simple as that. You're aware that you have these feet. And these feet were bottom-up athletes movement occurs from there we're aware of our hands our hands know where we're at and then we're aware of our face so there's this quick little ripple effect of awareness of that and then you take a breath in and you feel the buoyancy within you so it's starting to just like if you were floating in water you would take a breath in you feel your body rise that happens in the air as well while you're defying gravity so it's starting to come into that. Okay, so that's the first thing is just coming into that awareness of the buoyancy within you, this nature that is you, muscles, tendons, ligaments, all of that. So you're starting to feel it. The felt sense is so important. It's not, it's not the breath. The breath brings you in. And then we start feeling, oh, the air is coming in. It is filling my lungs. My ribs are expanding. My skin is expanding. I let go. I pause at the bottom. And I feel, and then I breathe in, and I, and I expand, and I'm coming up. So it's this, this sense of this expansion, this inflation, this deflation. And with that, you're, this ocean of fluid is rising and falling within you. And then we do that without the vision first, and then we start to turn the vision on, and we start to, can we feel that buoyancy within us while our eyes are on, while we're tracking the puck, while we're moving? and we start to really engage this primal sense which is the animal in us you like hockey for a reason because you feel awake alive you feel like and then we start to dive you into that primal felt sense of the body and what i've noticed with a lot of athletes throughout the years is they're not really in their bodies but during treatment i can guide them there and by the end of the treatment they feel light they feel calm they feel centered that is their primal pure nature so now we're bringing that to the ice we're bringing that primal sense to the ice where you feel like you are in you you're in your environment and you're in the outer environment and you start to fully float and be in and of your environment
0: it sounds like i mean again like Mm -hmm. these are all things that when you talk about being in your vehicle personally like for me that's probably about a 1973 datsun (laughs) barely runs you know the transmission's broken every time you throw it in gear it makes a giant clunk so it's a little rough but these guys have, have really seemed to have felt this out here yeah when you would talk about that state you're achieving mm-hmm. it sounds a lot like we've heard over the years guys talk about a flow state like yeah. is there similarities yeah, I here call it, i
4: call it the the elemental <laughs> zone the elemental zone or this primal zone where you are literally, you're floating. And, and when athletes, when they first come into it, so during this camp, what's been really fun to play around with for both them and I, is the state of when they come out of the breathwork, and I will guide you guys through a really, really potent breathwork that you can do right after, you know, the whistle blows or you just need that moment to reset you. But really, it's coming into the state where you kind of, you almost feel a little off, maybe a little high. You're, you're really, you're feeling like the air on your face. You're seeing the environment. You're feeling almost like the air in your eyes. You're feeling the air. So this zone where you feel like you're floating. And the challenge with athletes is this normalization of it to feel heavy. That, that the ambition that you're going after should feel heavy. It should feel a little constricting. It should feel a little resistant you know, and it starts to feel normal. And we yeah. want that to not be normal. We don't
0: want that to be normal. And, and, and it, it's interesting <laughs> we because want you to s- float. <laughs> I think of that and I think of we're seeing it on the ice from a technical standpoint oh, where we talk about guys tensing up. Like mm-hmm. tension is yeah. the enemy of yeah. goaltending. Yeah. And that sense, I think we're talking about the same thing, that sense of like, man, I got to go get it. Like I need to be spring loaded here. But really, we want you to be relaxed as the a goalie. The breath will
4: load you. That the breath will, will the breath will lift you, the breath will shift you, the breath will rotate you. the breath will help you hear the puck before you see the puck. so all of that where you're really in and of your senses, everything's activated, and I don't know how much um time we have, but I guess the points that I want to make are literally that awareness that you're in the sack of skin, closing the gateway to the eyes, hands maybe are on your on your skin. And you just start coming into that breath and be aware of that buoyancy within, and then I'll guide you through what would be a beautiful reset strategy for right on the ice. So essentially, this little—I feel like these things actually really help you. I'm just going to read the part. Well, we're hearing
0: it from the goalie, so you know, again, there's probably some people that feel like this is. A little, for lack of a better term, like I can't, I'm trying to think of the right term. The mm-hmm. people that might be like, "Oh, this is a little, it feels a little fluffy, a little fluffy." But, but the I reality is, comes, these guys are yeah. really connecting. Mm-hmm.
4: And I think that comes from this '70 70, '73 Chevy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, what's, the, what's the old- beautiful with these, especially the young athletes, they get it, they get it quick, they want it, they're hungry for it. it it's understandable. And then the athletes I've worked with for four or five years, as we're coming into it. They can feel it. They don't even need to understand it. They just feel it, and then they, they know how to get there, and it's not complicated. But the first sense is, do you feel it? But it's just this this little moment, okay? So, so, so I have one shot, two shot, both in the net. Why do I feel so wet? Heart pounding. Can't catch my breath. Frustrated, uncertain if I should be here. Do I deserve to be here? Up, down, chest rising, falling, sweat dripping, heart pounding. So, we've all had this moment. I know that one.
0: (laughs) And that's just barely.
4: Yeah. And all in a moment, what you do is you have this moment, this opportunity, and I'll get you all to do this with me. So, all in a moment, you close your eyes. You bring your hands, your hands so that they are touching you somewhere. It could be on your forearm. And it's just this moment of, I have you. And you're fully just aware of the air is coming in. And you pause at the top for one. Two, three seconds. You exhale, the air leaves you. You pause at the bottom for one, two, three seconds. Maybe you still feel your heart breathing, breathing. You feel that pressure within you, and you take another breath in and you hold that breath at the top for one, two, three seconds. And as you exhale, you soften your eyes, you soften your nose, you soften your jaw, you create space. Around your skull, and then you pause out and you hold it out for one, two, three seconds. And then as you breathe in, you're still soft around the eyes, the nose, the ears. Maybe you open your jaw a little bit so you you unlock the jaw. You breathe out, you pause at the bottom, and then you open your eyes and you're just looking at your net first. The eyes are soft, and you breathe in and you pause. For one, two, three seconds, eyes are now open. The gateways open. You're breathing out and you're pausing. And then all in a moment, your head lifts and you start to take in your environment, but you're still aware you're breathing. And you breathe in and you take that pause. And I call it the pause of peace. It just gives you this moment of peace, harmonization, recalibration, the zone that you want to be in. And you exhale and you take in the ice. And you're back. But the key is to keep you in your body. When you start to ping, you're a little bit late, you're a little bit early, you're not quite yourself. We need to come back home to ourselves, to our bloodstream, to our airway, home to our nature. And that's where you'll see an animal will know when to yawn. They'll know when to stimulate themselves rolling on the ground. They'll know when to shake because they want to activate their skin. So we start to realize these primal senses, your eyes your ears, your nose, your jaw. We must be so aware of that. And then with the air coming in and out, we're always aware of that. We're aware of our hands and what they are doing. We're aware of our feet. What are they doing? Can we just decrease the tone there a little bit at that pause? Can we open the gateway between the eyes when we pause and just softening all the muscles of facial expression, all the muscles around the eyes, and we just let go? And doing that little bit of a yawn, like just opening the mouth. And when you settle it, can you keep space between your teeth, space around the ear where the jaw comes in? But it's this moment I can feel my own energy just talking through it. It's this moment of everything is okay. I'm calm. I'm centered. I am within me. I'm ready. And Let's go.
0: You release some of that, that heart pounding, that tension, that yep. anxiety.
4: Yeah. And and I had an athlete, what he said to me was, What do I think? I know that I, I'm. You know, and this was a player, but it's all applicable, but he had, he's like, I know I want to come in. I know I want to calm down, but I'm always thinking, what should I be thinking in that moment? And that's the challenge is we have this mental body, emotional body, physical body, spiritual body, energetic body, but it's so easy to want to think through it. But really, I said, all you do is you think I am breathing in. I am pausing. Oh, my heart is pounding. Yeah. Understandable. Like what just happened, and I breathe out and I pause. And I can feel my cellular energy. I can feel the tension around my face. I soften it. I let go. I breathe in. I pause. So it's all in this moment of (laughs) it's all in this moment of just allowing yourself that moment to pause. And even the last athlete that I worked with, one of the NHL players, the most favorite part is that pause of feeling the cellular energy. Of themselves, of just this sense of everything's okay, because you know you've done everything you can to that moment. Everything is perfect, but you just have to come back to here, to now, to this breath, this moment, to looking up, seeing the ice, that moment, to doing what you need to do. You're on the ice and you're there, but just harnessing that pause. And it could be literally the puck is coming in. You can see it, the game has shifted. In the offensive zone, it's coming your way. And it's this moment of like, okay, and you pause. And you exhale and you pause. And it could be for just one second, but it's this, and I soften my eyes. I soften my nose, my jaw, my ears. I bring in that awareness and intention of it's important to not control these senses. They are primal. So you're just like, how can I just... Whoo, choo, choo, choo. Everything just lets go, and we trust they are primal. The body is breathing me. The body is beating me. The blood is flowing. And I just need to keep my eyes where I'm going, you know? And they'll guide you and be aware of these senses of the hands, the feet. And that's in that moment where you pause, you can do a quick, like soft through the eyes. The hands are soft, feet are soft. And now you know they're receiving. They will know exactly what to do and when to do it. And the body, this beautiful ripple, because of that ocean within you, just like a calm lake, you do a little ripple, it goes, the body's full of water. The moment there's that sensation from the skin, there's this ripple effect and this buoyancy, you know, and all the moment you take that breath and you just float across the crease because you're open through the gateway of your eyes, you're open through your ears. And again, you start to hear the puck before you see the puck. Like you're so awake and aware because you're in your environment and of your environment, just like a wolf going through the forest. Like they're going to hear, they hear everything. We have that ability too, but we want to control it instead of be like, I have these primal senses for a reason. Remember they are primal. So it's that remembering the instinctual athlete. And that's what I'm passionate about. That, that primal athlete that, that feels the felt sense of the body and the buoyancy of the body, when we start to harmonize and collaborate with it with an intentional breath and an awareness of knowing what's happening, that buoyant, that float.
0: I think you're right in that, like, it was my word when I used the word flippy. I think that comes from being an, like the old that's mm-hmm. the old guy that's just sort of resistant. But you mentioned the young guys really oh, yeah. wanting to find that connection. But you've also we got NHL players here that are you know 10 15 and more years they into their it. careers they and and they want to achieve this balance they're you know they're talking to us about how they feel mm-hmm. after doing this so um is it something you talk about after a goal you can find it in quick moments um uh, yep. something you can use as part of your pregame preparation as well we've got For some sure. goalies that uh maybe the most laid back goalies I've ever mm-hmm. met but right before a game The hype level gets up a little bit and nerves settle in.
4: And I think it's realizing this normalization. You feel normal. I feel normal. But there's this potent latent potential within us. So
0: A better normal.
4: Yeah. So you come into even one of those breaths and it's crazy, crazy. I'll use that word. Profound the shift in your body of coming into the moment. And you can use it. You can use it as you're walking up to the bench. And the key is that the biggest challenge is while your eyes are open, can you still be aware that you are breathing, that everything is inflating and deflating and blood is flowing and you're moving and you're sensing the environment and you feel the breeze as you walk through the doors to the rink? You start to just like be aware of those things, like the awareness is so important But as you're walking up, you go to grab the handle, you take in a breath, you pause. As you walk through, you then, you know, three seconds later, you exhale, you take in the environment with your eyes. You could be doing these little pauses. And this isn't in this, you know, essentially, this isn't to increase your lung capacity or anything. This is just little reset strategies of being in this moment. And you're not on your phones. The challenge is when we're in the environment of our phones, we're looking at it. It's fully an altered perception and it is not a primal way to use our eyes. So at least a half an hour before you're even coming to the rink, don't be on your phone. Engage with the environment. Look beyond. Stretch the eyes. Looking far, looking near, looking around. And you're breathing in and you're breathing out and you're in that moment. But once you start to ride that, ride that wave, the most beautiful thing is you're steadfast in it and that you know when you've lost it. And you come back to a breath in hold, breath out hold. So while they're on the ice and the players are coming in and they're starting to feel like I need a break, I need a drink of water, I'm on this practice, starting to feel constricted. Do not constrict yourself with your mind, with how you're holding your breath. And you take that breath in, you pause and you let go and you're like, you start riding your wave again, this wave of this fluid within you, this ocean within you, this system of you. And then you start to ride that wave. You don't want to be riding the wave of the player coming in. You don't want to be riding the wave of this conversation you had with your coach, this conversation you had with your wife, your parents before. We must always come back to our wave. And and when we're really out, we feel a little off. First thing, if you can, obviously, when you're driving, when it's safe, just closing your eyes or even really softening your gaze and bringing that breath in. Softening the jaw, space between the teeth. The tongue is resting, the airway where the tongue enters the throat open. And there's just this deflation. And that's, that's that, you know, the skin around your head. We don't want that to be holding you. And you're wearing this helmet all the time, all these things. So it's just an awareness of I breathe in and I just let that go. I'm not thinking of I want to be calm or anything like this. You can come into that as you're breathing in, you're like, I'm calm, I'm clear, I'm open, I exhale, I'm letting go. But it's all in how quick can we come back to our cellular matrix, to our fluids, to our body, to what lies within, and to come back to the breath this moment, to not be ahead of the play behind that we are here
0: talked Mm -hmm. about skin and connection one of the other things that a lot of the guys seen has really resonated that are experiencing this for the first time and i know the guys that have been here year after year have already experienced it with you but this idea and it was introduced to us at ingle through kimberly newell uh who was with uh Mm -hmm. the chinese olympic team at the 2022 games uh played goal for them the idea of a sensory warm-up we have our dynamic warm-ups we do our juggling we Mm -hmm. have our we have our breath work that can help us get yep. ready to be in the right state. All, yep. But the idea of sort of like touching your skin in certain mm-hmm. ways, your your scalp, your however we do it, you can warm up your senses. Yeah, I don't think enough people do that. <laughs> I've been like,
4: I have some I, like beautiful, really quick ones that I'm, people I'm fascinated can do. by this,
0: and I yeah. think this might be this might be something we have to get on video <laughs> for later. But if there are yeah. some, you could share mm-hmm. it and just like maybe before we give an example, like what are we doing here? Like, and and why does this matter? Because as soon as yep. she explained it to me, I have I had like all these light, but like, yep. it made so much sense. Mm-hmm. And yet I'd never seen anyone talk about it or do it yep. before her. And, and you've been doing mm-hmm. this for years. So tell me <laughs> yeah, why it matters and then maybe scenes. give us some examples.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it matters. No, <laughs> um, but it literally is coming back to like your senses, your skin. The first thing that's derived as your little baby is your skin. It's an extension of your nervous system. So we need to remember that our skin, it's very important that it is, and it'll be stimulated. There's this vibration, this ocean within when you're jogging, when you're pounding, your senses are opening because that water is flowing, the muscles are flowing, the air is flowing in, the air is flowing out. But before you do all of this, you can do a very simple, um, and I always start outward and then go inward a little bit. So it's just um, around thinking of the skin again. Like if you touch a segment of the skin, know that even the bone knows you're there <laughs> because the nervous system connects you. So I guess a practice that I could just dive you straight into it would be, and this is something I'll get the, I'll get the players to do, you know, men, women, I work with both. But um, you can merge it into whether it's right at the rink or maybe you've had a pregame nap. After your pregame nap, you've done your breath work, you've come into your body, you're just recognizing the state you're in. Do I need to be stimulated? Do I need, where am I at? How do I feel? Always the felt sense of the body. Then maybe you have your shower in that moment. So while the shower is going, you start to stimulate your skull. So there's this, again, this connection of the skin that we talked about. There's no disconnect, you know, beyond our airways, our ears and those different areas. But you start to almost give yourself what would be like a noogie. So you're just like scrubbing to the point where you feel you're about, you know, three millimeters deep where you feel like you're on the skull.
0: So like you're giving yourself a little head massage almost. Like Like a a head massage,
4: but do it to the point where you feel the skin moving and you feel the skull, you feel the bone underneath and you're going up and down, round and round, and you're getting the whole hairline and you're stimulating it. You're stimulating. The eyes are closed. So while the eyes are closed you're also hearing it. So you're starting to activate our primary senses vision, our ability to see, our ability to hear, our ability to breathe, also smell, our ability to taste.
0: That all our ability all
4: to stimulated feel by that? Yep, our ability to feel where we are in space. So as you're doing that, you're tuning into the awareness of these primal senses of your eyes, you're listening to it, you're feeling it. And you're just feeling this metabolism, the cellular, like this little, like blood is flowing, right? So on the whole hairline. And then what you do, the eyes are closed and maybe you're starting to come into the shower. And what you're doing is, I don't know if you've ever heard of tapping, but we talked about this ocean within you, right? This fluid. And again, how you just touch water, ripple effect. So what you're doing is with the tips of your fingers is, and I get people to hum their air out while they're doing this. <laughs> so this is a really, like, honestly, it's so good. So, so I'm gonna talk you through it and then we'll just guide through it. But anyways, you're gonna be tapping along your forehead, a lo- around your eyes. You're accessing the bones that you can feel. And within that, you're drumming your system and, and around, in and around and above and below, all your bones is this fluid. So there's this ripple that's happening. You're tuning into your eyes, your ears, you can hear it, right? And then while you're doing that, we start to activate this vibration within your senses. So for the goalie, it's so important that we awaken the optic nerve. We awaken the vision, right? We create space around your vision, your ears, your eyes. So we get you to hum. And you're essentially, you're breathing the air in through the nose. You're humming all the air out. And your, your jaws relax. And while you do that, you're tapping, And essentially in your nose, nitric oxide is produced. So I'm not going to get into this too much, but nitric oxide is, you have more hairs in your nose than you do in your body. So as you're humming. Especially as you get older. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then as you're humming the air out and you're tapping, the vision is being stimulated. You're also producing nitric oxide in your nose. And then you breathe in that nitric oxide through your nose while you're still tapping and your lungs expand. It literally opens your lungs. We do this for three breaths, but as you're, you're humming the air out and you're trying to bring that hum to the top of your nose. So I don't know if it's helpful doing (laughs) one on here, or if you want to do it, can they get both of us? (laughs) But the most beautiful thing, like I do this while I'm driving. I do this. You could do this. Minus the eyes closed part. You can do minus the eyes closed. Absolutely. You can do this in between periods. I have some of my goalies that I work with, my younger goalies in the WHL, because they love this. They do it in between because they can hear the crowd. Um, They can hear the crowd. They want to hear themselves. So we come into them humming their air out. They're not tapping their face in that moment, but they're, they're coming into that. They're using the hum and they come into the pause. And then they breathe in, pause, hum the air out. So they start to really, but you'll feel it. So if you're listeners, so I'm going to guide you through two breaths. Don't be worried about, even if other people in the room just know it sounds louder to you because it is within you. But can you feel the ripple? Can you feel the bones moving? Can you feel the eyes moving as you're doing it? So so everyone's closing their eyes at first. So the eyes are closed, the breath flows in, and you start to tap along your forehead. And you start to hum the air out. So humming, 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 humming between the eyes. All the air is coming out. You're tapping along your forehead, your nose, around your eyes, your chin. The air is leaving you. You're feeling everything vibrating. And then you breathe in. Nitric oxide comes in. You start to tap more. You're tapping around your face, maybe around your skull. These areas that feel a little heavy to you. And you're humming the air out. You feel the optic nerve. Can you relax your face more, your jaw more? You'll feel a vibration more, opening the eyes. Now the eyes are open and you're humming. So we're going to do a humming with the eyes open. And as you're humming, can you feel your vision being stimulated? Can you hear yourself hum? Can you feel the ripple effect down your body? And then, and then when you take your next breath in, pause at the top and just feel. You will feel your cellular nature, your primal nature. And then you're looking around the room and everything is a little bit sharper. You can, they, the goalies say, I hear better. It's like everything is amplified.
0: And we spend so much time trying to warm up our body. Why, like, we rely on these senses so much. Why wouldn't we warm them up? It makes yeah, all the sense we, in the world. Yeah, because we
4: know we have them, but we don't necessarily tune in and tap into why and how they literally are there to save our life, you know? But we slowly, we start to guide them into these other ambitions that we have to save that puck, to win that gold medal, you know, over time, here we are. Can I still be in my body <laughs> in the third period, you know, in, in the yeah. third overtime? And that's where you just coming back to these, um, you know, sacred like pause of peace and you just come back to harmonizing, recalibrating, you never lose your wave. And you always remember who you are in that moment. You're like, I'm okay. Because I know I've done everything I could to get to this point, but I need to be here now without any worries, without any weight. And, and that's the goal. So using these things. So that's what I get them to do. That's a really simple one. The, the other thing is really we don't think about our palms and our feet. <laughs> like our palms and our feet and the skin in that area literally take up I want to say 50% of our brain, like the most of the communication, because we're bottom up, right? Our feet are telling our body where we're, we're, we're suspended, we're a bone sack, we're a sack of bones suspended against gravity in space. What is telling us how to suspend, you know, it's our skin first. So, so the quickest thing is literally just to rub your hands together, rub them, rub them, rub them. So everyone could do that now, feeling the warmth that's being generated. And then you start to clap your hands together and you're feeling the bones oscillating and you're waking. Then you take your hands and you start kind of giving yourself that pat on the back, but it's a pat on the forearm, pat on. So you start to pat yourself down essentially, but relatively aggressive. And you're hearing that. I don't know if you guys can hear that.
0: Oh yeah, Mike's Mike's picking that up.
4: (laughs) You're coming down the shoulders, you're coming down the arms, you're coming down the whole body and you're just a quick, it can all be in two breaths. You're tapping, 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 and then you get to your feet and you really focus on awakening those feet. We know our we don't want our feet to get numb when we're in the skate more often, those days where we have a practice and we have a game. We have all these things. We need that skin to vibrate. We need it to be awake and aware.
0: So you're tapping the top of your foot. Do you yeah, do anything you're just on, slapping on the, bo- the
4: top of your yeah. foot. You're slapping the bottom of your foot, and then you're bringing your awareness, and this is where you can close your eyes and you feel a little bit more and you're closing your eyes, and you're feeling the bones are moving, the skin is moving, you're feeling everything moving, and then I get everyone to, after that moment, you've, you've rubbed your hands together, you've popped your hands together, you've popped, you've patted yourself um, down, stimulating the skin, this primal organ, you're stimulating your feet, and then I get them all to just stand with their hands soft, Forehead soft, fully open. I call it the gateway between the eyebrows. You'll you'll hear that in different senses, or people say that's your third eye. We want that to be open. The eyes are closed. And in that moment, after you do all of that stimulation, close your eyes. Can you feel the cells moving? Can you feel the blood flowing? Can you feel what lies within the skin? And you do that's your vibration and this is where people will be like you're in good spirits or you're in bad spirits like your spirit is literally the vibration of you and and we're not even getting into that too much and i don't get into it too much the hormones everything that is flowing as you're aware and you're in your body and you're moving the air in and out you're literally alchemizing your body you're recalibrating your body and you're fully aware of this beautiful body this vehicle that takes you everywhere you're going it's not your mind it's your body that's there for you. So can we reside within it, harness it, activate it, and awaken the instinctual athlete? But that's where you start. But it's not just awaken it. Can you feel that prime, the primal nature of you? And in that moment, they do. And then I get them to, while they're changing, while they're flowing into their warm-up, they are staying there. They're riding their wave. They're feeling the air coming in and out, even while they're sprinting and doing their warm-ups.
0: And then if they get to a point in a game or in a practice where they lose that, you've got the breathing exercise to try and regain it and bring it back. Much like we've got sports psychologists that talk Mm -hmm. about every athlete, even at the elite level, loses their focus. The key is recognizing it and being able to bring it back. Recognizing when we've lost that feel now and Mm -hmm. bringing it back through the breath work.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you just notice that the game's close, closing in on you and chances are you're closing in on you. Your fascia, everything's closing in on you. And instead of being in the mental body thinking, wow, I, I feel anxious or whatever it is. It's just like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm closing in. And I take a breath in. I soften my forehead. I soften my eyes. I soften my jaw. I hold my breath in. You know, I close that gateway to the nervous system and I let go. And you just, and it gets so quick. Once you feel it, it happens all in a moment. And you do that and you can do just that humming out while you're on the ice. And that, that felt sense of there's something so powerful of just being aware that your hand is on your body. This, like a lot, especially my young, my young athletes, it's just a sense of, I've got you. We're okay. Because it's not your parents, it's not your wives, it's not your families, it's not your coach that have you, it is you. So you hold yourself with that breath in, you hold yourself with your hand, but it's this felt sense of, we're okay. And they, and they love to, now it feels very natural for them to bring their hand to their chest and their belly to breathe, to feel it with their hands, the sensory organ. And it is a sense of like, we're okay, all is okay. You know, and it is. I'm I'm working on them. I have my hands on too doing treatment. And they become just like, I guess, a player, the stick is an extension of them. For me, my my patient is like an extension of my hand. But I can feel it in their body. This it's like a deflation. The moment that the hands come on and the breath comes in and there's those couple pauses, it's a quick and everything is less pain. You bring in more ease to the discomfort. The discomfort of the breathing harder, the discomfort of pushing harder, all of that. When you actually just breathe into it and feel it for what it is and you exhale and you let go and you're like, I'm okay. You start to trust your physiology more and you start to trust yourself more. And that's what's important. No matter what age you are, you just have to slowly, it's just like, you've got you. And slowly they're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know. But there's a felt sense to that. And until you feel that sense of, I have, I'm okay. Until you feel it, it's hard to go there, but now they can do it in a, in a second.
0: You've helped them get there. Now they know how yep, now they're, they come they're learning the how to get back.
4: We're, we're trying to gain time. We know the goalie needs time. The coach is talking to the players. We've called a timeout and that's for that player, they're not thinking about the game. They're not thinking, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. But in that moment, they've done everything to get there. They just have to come back home to themselves. They don't need to fix anything, control anything. They just need to land with a breath and come back to your cellular nature and remember, we're okay. We are here. We are now in this breath. We're in the skates. We're on this ice, this moment now. And that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome
0: stuff. I feel like we could probably keep talking. Is there anything that I, that we absolutely can't miss before we let you go for today where I feel like we're going to have some follow-ups here?
4: Yeah. I think the, the, the most potent thing that you can do even beyond breathing and what I find guides your breath because it's just remembering your body's breathing you. We can bring awareness and we can choose to do what we want with it, but it's trusting that. But the The best thing you can do all in a moment is just be aware of what your jaw is doing. And sometimes it is opening its tension. So there's this little, so the jaw just floats. We don't realize that, but it floats in space. It's all, it's suspended in space by connective tissue. But if you can just be aware, and and if everyone brought their hands to their ears and opened and closed their jaw, you'll feel where the joint is. So it's right by your ears. So essentially, it's just like a yawn-like motion, but it could be just a little bit where you just open your mouth and you feel what it feels like to be open there. And then when you settle your jaw back, can you keep a little bit of space there? And if you can do that, you'll notice you're also softer on your eyes, your ears. And if you tuned into your breath, you would notice that the breath dropped lower. The breath got slower just by you choosing to not hold tension in your jaw. We must choose to not contain ourselves. I will not carry the weight of that goal that just went in in my jaw. I will not store it there. So you want to soften that, keep space within you. We are not containing what just happened. We're feeling it. We're exhaling it. We're letting it go. And our jaw relaxes and our breath drops low. And our breath changes just by awareness of the face of just like, okay. And I soften my eyes. I open between my forehead. Maybe I give my jaw a little stretch. And for players, they can stick their tongue right out like an animal would, like a yawn, where you're actually stretching the tongue as well. And then when it comes back up, can you keep space around that ear, which is around your eyes, is parallel, which is around your nose, your airway. And there's this ripple effect because of the fluidity of the body and that ocean of fluid within you. You'll feel your breath changes just by that. So while you're driving to the rink, while you're on your phone, all of these different things, what is my jaw doing? While I'm thinking about the game, can I think about it and still have a relaxed jaw? And you'll notice, oh, interesting, my breath is relaxed too. (laughs) So I think the jaw, that's the most important thing. There's always space between the teeth. And the more relaxed your tongue can be where there's space at the back of the area where the tongue enters the throat. There's just this little bit of space there. <laughs> it's hard for you to sense. He's got, a, <laughs> he's got his tongue hanging out of his mouth yeah, right yeah.
0: now. I, I look a little silly over here, especially with but the yeah. mism too. But, but, but I'll but. see
4: players like when they're, when, it's interesting when you're watching and they're chewing on their mouth guard and those things. And it's like, that's them trying to manage stress instead of just coming into the body and coming back into harmonization. You don't have to manage stress. You just have to come back to the body, and and it's gone. But we don't twiddle our fingers, chew our, chew our thing, you know, spray water on our face. It's not in the doing that we're managing. It's in the actual breathing and residing. If that makes sense, it
0: does make sense. <laughs> and and like, so play uh,
4: around with that. And yeah. and, and I,
0: what I love here is like um, you know one of the you, one of the elite goaltending coaches in in the National Hockey League right now, uh, Ian Clark. I always hear him talk about. Tension is the enemy of goaltending. And what you've just given us are a number of tools, like yeah, very like things you can feel, methods you can use, whether it's on the ice pregame, mm-hmm. as you said, after a nap, that allow us to sort of relieve some mm-hmm. of that tension. And once we do it, like from very starting at very specific points, all the other things we want to do in terms of breath work and breathing and feeling connected will flow yep. somewhat naturally from that it's, it's it's it makes all the sense in the world to me uh, even the old goat in the 73 Datsun is gonna have to give her a go here mm-hmm. um and I, I yeah I, I'm excited about this and and just wanted to thank you for spending the time today we're running a little short on yep. it right now I we gotta got get it. on the ice but <laughs> um we're definitely going to come back to this, Brandy. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Yeah, keep
4: just playing around with everything. We're just playing in life. Just play around, see how you feel. And I look forward to, and you can follow me on that. I was the, just
0: going to say, we always get, we get to see you at Net360. Yeah, but um, where can the other Elemental people find you? It's on the Elemental Athlete
4: is the Instagram. I'm just starting to build it out because I do a lot of one-on-one. I'm like Adam kind of behind the scenes, but I've inspired of doing more. And that's also within the elemental being. So they could follow both of those, but the elemental athlete is diving into these tools where they would start from the beginning because there's an attunement to it. So scroll down and start there. And that's where we go into the jaw. We go into the vision. We go into the buoyancy of the body. So, and they're not too long, but I think, yeah, simple strategies and yeah. And engage with me, send me a direct message. I'm learning too. And the more questions and things the more I find words to describe things so yeah well you did a pretty
0: good job describing (laughs) those things and walking us through it thank you very Mm -hmm. much Brandy
4: you got it thanks
0: thanks to Brandy for taking time out of busy day um you know she really is you know it's funny at the end of the week everybody gathers around and there's thank yous and one of the things that Adam Francilia said, and I think you know, we're we're well, we're well over an hour and a half into this podcast, and we haven't probably properly thanked Adam Francilia and Ray Petkow, who runs Alpha Hockey Agency, for inviting us and for the great camp that they run. But one of the things they do is they go around the room and thank everyone uh, for their contributions. And Brandy, believe me, as Adam said, like there are probably a lot of people there because of the opportunity to work with Brandy and get get <laughs> treatment right. from Brandy and the people that are helping with the treatment. It really is NHL level sort of treatment and physical care that you're getting there. And not just like, not just the breathing exercises and all these extras, but just like some really high-end physio and massage therapy and, and things that are helping guys sort of understand where the roots of some of the aches and pains they have actually come from. And man, in a lot of ways, attack them maybe differently, you know, actually cure the disease rather than looking at the symptoms, so to speak. So uh, she's a big part of the Net360 camp, has become a bigger part over the years. And I know the
1: professional athletes, like I said, shooters and goalies alike, really enjoy working with her up there. Let's not forget Adam Francilia as well. One of the cool things on the ice is the workout area in this rink happens to overlook the ice. So we're down there recording sessions, looking up as Adam is leading workouts for whatever group isn't on the ice. And it's some stuff that is just next level. And a lot of what Adam does is about creating these muscle firing patterns that you'll then take onto the ice so that you'll be a more efficient goaltender. And he actually works on the ice with the goalies as well, training those patterns in with some really cool tricks that he's got up his sleeve. So uh, just another aspect of that 360-degree camp that we think is so special. Yeah, so
0: we'll leave it at that for the week, Hutch. We'll be back next week with another feature guest, uh, This one was jam-packed and loaded. We hope to be back with Darren Millard next week. I think he'll be back from his assignment in time to join us, so you won't have to listen.
1: He's probably looking for a golf ball somewhere right now. Isn't he might it? be.
0: He might be. It's a It's a difficult yeah. assignment we sent him on. But I think the biggest thing in having Darren back is people will have to hear a little, well, maybe not that much because I talk too much, but a little less of me at least next week. So, Darren, we missed you, buddy. Our audience missed you even more because they had to hear my voice longer. Um, but we can't wait to have you back next week, and we can't wait to be back with you on the Ingo Radio podcast. Until then, folks, for David Hutchison, I'm Kevin Woodley. Have a great week.